Welcome to episode 32 of Teach Me Tiger. God help me. God help me. God help me. God help me. Please. Are you there, God? <laughs> it's me, Melody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liz. We're your best friends. F- favorite neighbors? We're, we're your favorite friends who are neighbors with people, but not each other. Not each other. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> not each other at all, because I live an hour away. That could still be you neighbors. You live in what? I live an hour away. Oh, I was like, what's hour away? Hour away. It's a very <laughs> special place. <laughs> I live one hour away, approximately 100 kilometers. Yeah, Liz drove all the way out to Brook Valley for you. You. So you could give her gas money by going on Patreon and pledging a couple bucks a month. That's okay. And then in the podcast. notes, write specifically for Liz's gas money. <laughs> I won't give it to her. I'm just kidding. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> Just email me and tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should keep this between you and Liz. Yeah. I can't be trusted. I'll send you my PayPal link. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is all going sideways. (laughs) (laughs) So we're a podcast. We're a podcast. Um... We, some would say, we're semi-educational. Very educational. We're comedy. If you were to categorize us in your favorite podcasting app, you would find us in the comedy section. You would. Yep. We're a barrel of laughs. Really fun. Like a barrel of monkeys. We're so good looking. So hot. (laughs) Extremely, exceptionally good looking. And, um... That's about it. I don't know. Our friends are really smart. (laughs) And we have friends on the show who are experts in things. Yeah. And then we learn about those things from them. Yeah. And and you learn too, right? And we all learn together. Yeah. And we have a laugh while we're doing it. What more can you ask for in this crazy world? Yeah. What? Nothing. You couldn't possibly ask for anything else. No. (laughs) You just can't anymore. You're done. You're done. (laughs) Oh, boy, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna take me a while to get used to this podcasting thing yeah well it's sure been a treat to look you in the eyes and talk to you for hours at a time i know right well it's funny because i listen to so many podcasts i just assume i'd be amazing at it and now i'm like oh there's dead air quick fill it up oh my god don't let it all hang on melody <laughs> 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 then we farted <laughs> that was melody it wasn't me listen to some fart no she's christine i'm a lady she's a lady yeah <laughs> Oh my god, you've got to insert that. She's a lady. Like some Tom Jones. Oh, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She's a lady. Talking about that little lady. And the lady is mine. Oh my god, I love Tom Jones. You know who loves Tom Jones? Who? My mother. Tell us about Mary Cooper for a sec. Mary Cooper's my mom. Yeah. 
She's from England, like many other people in Canada, because there's a gazillion of them here. Uh, My mom's not from England. That's true. Your mom's not from England. But I just feel like there's a lot of, like, English people in their 70s in in Ontario who lived here since they were 30. Okay. You know, I just feel like my mom knows them all. Did she? So why did she come to Canada? That's a great story, Melody. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. So there used to be um, a Canadian naval base in Bermuda. Yeah. For those of you who don't know where Bermuda is, it's an island off the coast of like, people think of it as a Caribbean island. It is not. It's like more like in the Atlantic kind of level with like North Carolina, but it's still like a warm place where people go for vacations and stuff. Okay. Um, And so there was a Canadian naval base there. My dad was posted there. My mom, it's a British protectorate. So my mom from England was like, I'm going to be a nurse in Bermuda for a couple of years, you know, soak up the sun, be a nurse, then go back to England. And then she met my dad, Brock, and then they had my sister. And then my dad got posted to... In Bermuda, they had your sister? Yeah, Louise was born born in Bermuda. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm the only one in my family born in Canada. Wow. Yeah. Where, Where was your dad born? Long Island, New York. What? I thought his family was like hardcore, They're, like Ontario farmland people. They kind of were, but like, well, not his. So his parents were like, let's try and live in New York. So his parents are Canadian and they moved from Ontario to New York. Oh. And he worked at a bank in Manhattan and they lived in Bayshore, Long Island. My dad was born there and lived there till he was six. What? If he had stayed there, he would have sounded like Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, my goodness. I know. Wow. So that's how they met in Bermuda. And my mom never lived in England again. <laughs> she totally thought she was leaving for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they moved to the Northwest Territories. So they went from Bermuda, which is like a semi-tropical vacation island, to the Arctic. And they lived there for three years. <laughs> and where were you born? I was born in Kingston. Because then they got posted to Kingston after Inuvik. Oh, oh, yeah. they were in a Nuvik. Okay. Yeah. Um, but then after you were born, mm-hmm. they went to like... We lived in BC, in rural northern BC. Like super northern though, Yeah, right? like near Alaska. And then we moved to the States for two years and we lived there for two years. Wow. And then we moved back to Kingston. Military family. Military cool. family. Wow. So yeah, that's how my mom got roped into this life. But so she's an English woman living in Canada and she she's loves... Kooky. She's kooky. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a fun lady and she loves because I think because she never went back to England and didn't like kind of leave England intentionally. It was kind of accidental. Like she went to go have an experience and then like met a man and had a baby and got married in that order, by the way. <laughs> um, Mary Saucy Minx. <laughs> uh, she's really sentimental about England. Whereas if someone's like, I'm leaving here, I'm getting out of here. They're like sometimes less sentimental. Like, I had a teacher in university who was from Scotland who hated it there and left. And so even though he's Scottish with like the craziest Scottish accent I'd ever heard, he's like, oh, I hate it there. Like he hated it. So my mom's really sentimental about it and like watches tons of English television, anything from the UK. She loves it. And she loves Tom Jones, who's from Wales. Okay. And she also is against drugs. Like she doesn't like Canada's lackadaisical marijuana shit. She doesn't like that. She oh, really? thinks it's a bit bad. But um, she loves the fact that Tom Jones said to Elvis when they met, you know, Elvis, you shouldn't do those drugs. They're bad for you. They'll lead to nothing but trouble. And then 
Elvis died. <laughs> on the toilet eating like a bacon and peanut butter sandwich, sandwich or something? Yeah, I don't know if he was actually eating at the time. That would be really sad. He Maybe was he was. eating his bacon and peanut butter on the toilet, <laughs> toilet, had a heart attack. Did he actually die on the toilet, though? He did, right? That's That's what I've heard, yeah. That's the myth. And then, you know, Tom Jones is still alive, still yeah. doing his thing. Did Tom Jones tell him to steer clear of the peanut butter and bacon? Probably not. I mean, they eat weird things in Wales, so he was I, like... Mary Cooper... <laughs> Stick with the. I think that the problem really was the peanut butter and bacon. was the pound of bacon he ate every morning. Apparently, he ate a pound of Elvis ate a pound of bacon for breakfast every wow. single morning. Wow. So my mom thinks that Tom Jones is some sort of like God. So he didn't do drugs. Oh, he probably did. Like, you know, why was you know he what like Tom Jones if he did do drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Tom Jones was a serious ladies' man. Oh, really? I mean, like ladies famously threw their underwear at him. Right. Like, they love Tom Jones. He's mm-hmm. a Welsh crooner. Anyway, so my mother loves Tom Jones because he was anti-drug and from the United Kingdom. And she loves both of those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's her favorite Tom Jones song? I don't know that she has a favorite Tom Jones song. I mean, she liked Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Probably it's not unusual. It's not unusual to be right you know i'm like no liz that's will smith (laughs) (laughs) you're terribly confused (laughs) no i'm not alfonso ribeiro danced to that song that's carlton's all right yeah name uh she i don't think she knows tom jones is like she'd be like i don't know the famous ones what's new pussycat she just likes that anecdote so in her mind tom jones is like really smart and like down to earth and tried to help elvis catching crooner (laughs) yeah and it just didn't work out for elvis huh yeah, so that's the story of my mom. That's Mary, it. If, One if dimensional. You're listening, you are welcome for the ode and for the Tom Jones. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks, mom. Yeah, thanks for having Liz. Okay. Anyway, so any week peaks for you? Anything cool happening lately? So my life's pretty, I don't want to say boring. Let's say routine and nice, comfortable comfortable okay yeah yeah all right all right let's call it comfortable (laughs) make ourselves at home uh really lean into that lean into that lean into that homebody yeah uh anyway so jm and i have a pretty quiet life that's my husband and we live in kingston which is only slightly bigger than perth where melody lives it's a lot bigger it's approximately 20 times bigger. But <laughs> but when you walk downtown in Kingston, it, I mean, it feels pretty similar to Perth. Yeah, it's you like got 5,000 people versus... We've got limestone. You've got limestone. Yeah. 5,000 people versus 120,000 people. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's a bit bigger. Anyway, but we have a nice life. We like it. It's uh, it's quiet, routine, dog, two cats, whatever. So my week peak is nothing to do with my life in that nothing too exciting happened this week. But I learned about... And some of you might have already learned about this. The Greenland shark. Yeah, that... I don't know what you're talking about. I'm really excited. What are you talking about? So there's this shark uh-huh. that lives. It's called the Greenland shark that lives for 400 years. It doesn't reach sexual maturity until 150. How fucking cool How is that? How many of these are there? I don't know. I learned about it on another podcast. 
my favorite murder because I listen to it all the time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I haven't listened to that one yet. And it's amazing. Someone even did one of those animations where they like, like I think Karen called it a grandma shark and then someone did an animation with like glasses and a and a, like an old curly haired wig. Yeah. It's crazy. And then I looked it up and it's true. I thought it was just some wacky thing that they were talking about. And it's true. There's a species of shark in the North Atlantic that lives for literally hundreds of years. And I get really depressed about the state of the world and like animals dying and things going extinct and like yeah. I'm kind of a downer that way. And this really was exciting to me because I was like, it felt like kind of hopeful. Like there's this crazy fucking fish. And are that, they actually living to yes, hundreds of years? They're alive. Wow. And they've been like floating around the ocean for several hundred years. Like think about what's going on in their head or what they've seen. Oh my God. Like you could harvest antiquities from their stomach probably but then you'd have to kill them well you know you do what you gotta do in this world (laughs) 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 so that's my week peak is learning about basically something that feels like supernatural and magic how big are they are they just regular size are they giant like i imagine if it if it doesn't reach sexual maturity until 150 like is it growing that whole time is it the size I don't think of a whale big. i don't think they're like whale sharks which is a whole nother thing but i think they're pretty big we'll have to look it up and like put it in the show notes if that's a thing you guys have that we have now because i'm on the show now yeah <laughs> you are the show notes liz <laughs> okay i'll have to link it but that's the coolest thing that i thought Greenland shark. I'm just going to look it up real quick because who reads show notes anyway? I do. Do you? Oh, cool. Yeah, everybody, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So like I said, I thought that would make me naturally good at this, but it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, she's terrible. So sorry. Wah, wah. No, she's great. The Greenland shark, Somniosis microcephalus, also known as the gray shark, gray shark, or by the Kalas... Uh, Kalalisut name, a Kassaluak. Oh my god, I'm the worst. <laughs> is a large shark of the family Somniosidae, which means sleeper sharks, closely related to the Pacific and southern sleeper sharks. Okay, it's near threatened, but that's not so bad. I mean, it's like one, two, three, four, five away from extinction on yep. the little chart. That's that's pretty solid in today's world. Yeah. They have the longest known lifespan of all vertebrate species, estimated to be between 300 to 500 years. I know, right? I wasn't lying. Um, so, well, it, But I was looking for the size. So I just think that's pretty exciting. Like, nothing lives that long. I mean, my dog Gertie's only going to live for like between 8 and 10 years because she's a big dog. It's so weird. It's so fleeting. It's just a blink. Yeah. A they... little blip. Let's get existential. Okay, okay. I just want to quickly, before we move on. Greenland sharks grow to 6.4 meters, which is 21 feet, and 1,000 kilograms, which is 2,200 pounds, and possibly up to 24 feet and more than 3,100 pounds. That's huge. Really That's big. a lot. That's like three tons. Yeah. So they're big. For those metric people out there who should be everybody, come on, get with it, UK and United States. What's a stone? You don't weigh four stones. Yeah, that what doesn't is a make stone it- anyway? Do you know since you have some British... Uh- no, my mom's never said that to me. Uh, is it I, a stone like 30 pounds or it's something, something like, like um that? it's funny I, you can look it up it's equivalent to a certain number of pounds pounds is totally arbitrary too kilograms that's what we need to do people anyway. yeah yeah well yeah. Our, luckily our listenership is mainly canadian, mainly canadian. Or we'd be getting a lot of angry letters Liz, <laughs> from those americans yeah <laughs> okay 
What's what's your peak for the week? Or do you have one? Well, so as you know, I've been a student of social media yes. marketing for yes. some months. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I mentioned on the Midwives episodes, a couple of podcasts, which I'll repeat because they're really good if you're interested in this stuff. The science of social media and the it's either the social savvy. I think it's the savvy social podcast, social savvy or savvy social with Andrea Jones. And they're, they're both really interesting and talk a lot about like the psychology and like how to work social media, right? For your benefit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because Liz is coming on board and Liz is going to help out with social media. Sure am. I typed this stuff up for her and then also for Sarah for her tattooing, whatever. Anyway, I, I thought I should like write down the stuff I've been learning. And then I offered it up to my friends on Facebook. And so many people took it and it was really satisfying to be like, I learned all of this shit and it took a long time. I had to watch, watch all of these webinars that were free where they spent 45 minutes selling me something and gave me like one useful tip, you know, <laughs> like, man, the webinar racket these days. Ugh. It's never really free people. Like they literally make you stay. They like keep you on the line yeah. for 45 minutes or something mm-hmm. until they give you, they'll be like, I'll, here, I'm going to teach you a little thing. Now I'm going to talk about all the things I could teach you. And then they might give you like a little, they usually do a question period at the end. So mm-hmm. you kind of want to like stay tuned for that mm-hmm. because that's when you get some like useful. Yep. Anyway, it's a whole racket. So I typed up all this shit and sent it to people who wanted it. And it was really satisfying to share it. Listeners. If you want me to send you some tips, I'd be happy to share it with you. So. You should. She sent them to me. Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So we have, what are we talking about today, Liz? We are talking about something that I have heard people talk about for years, years, and I've never understood or cared to learn about before today. And it is cryptocurrency. And mm-hmm. I am excited. Yeah, it's a whole crazy world. And a lot of people don't understand it. I only understand it a little bit because my husband, Chris Chambers, has educated himself quite thoroughly on it. Like literally the guys reading textbooks and on exchanges and following all these people on Twitter. And he's like all up in it. Yeah, that's so and and my husband kind of follows it a little bit, but not really. He just knows more what it is. I remember I became a little bit more interested in it a few weeks ago because there's a bag company called Mary Claro that's mm. like local to here, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who I love and I've never bought anything because I have never have any money and Mary it's all expensive. Claro. They make, they use all like recycled seat leather, from, oh. often from like classic old cars. Their bags are so yeah. beautiful. And every week or so, I go on their website and look at them just to like torture myself liz is after the weekender hey sven (laughs) hey sven um if you'd like to sponsor the show um, liz really wants a weekender i sure do and we'll do ads so i send her a bag send me a thousand dollar bag and i will give you a thousand dollars worth of ads um so i look at the bags because i love them (laughs) and then i saw on their website i don't know when that got put up but it said now accepting bitcoin and i thought what how how are they I could give something electronic for a beautiful bag. How do I do that? I want to do it. I don't know how. Yeah. So? So I don't know how to do it. I hope to learn today. Chris is going to teach Liz what the hell Bitcoin is. I'm excited. And you too. Yeah. Yeah. All of us. It's pretty interesting. There's drama and shit. There's drama? Well, I have have one story that's a little dramatic. Save it. That I will save for later. Yeah. So should we bring Chris Yeah, let's do it. 
Okay. Let's do it. You good? You good? Yeah. You good? Okay. Yeah. Let's. We're all good. We're Let's good. Let's get this thing rolling. Okay. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Hi, Chris. Hello, Liz. Do you, <laughs> do you all remember Chris from episode? Uh, he's outstanding in his field. I do. Episode five, maybe. I remember. Also, yeah, the dad episode, the dad episode. Oh yeah, Chris was on the dad episode. So yeah. this is your third time. I think it's the third. It might be the fourth. I don't remember. Oh, because you were also on picture your selfie. You were on there with me. Maybe yeah. Just and for I like was, a minute, right? I was getting more and more drunk, minutes? and I started sounding more and more dumb. Right. Classic Liz. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Chris this is my husband. He's my lover. He's my best friend, father of my children. I think. <laughs> i know he's robin's father because robin looks just like him holly eh, i don't know oh my god <laughs> just kidding it's you, him do you remember at your wedding you can totally cut this out but when your mom gave the wedding speech and she said if chris is associated with this child <laughs> i remember being like whoa Ooh, spicy <laughs> i don't think she meant it that way marie craig I... had a glass of wine today hey <laughs> she's not a big drinker if chris was associated with this child oh it's golden <laughs> sorry i'm the queen of digression that's what i do well your highness <laughs> <laughs> um Let's do a couple quick icebreakers. We're going to talk to Chris about cryptocurrency. We'll do an icebreaker here. Break the ice. Break that We're ice. We're very uncomfortable with each other, so it's important <laughs> that we go through this ritual of breaking the ice. I feel uh, like I barely know him. I don't yeah. know anyone here. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves. Pull up your socks. Reach on into Melody's box. Icebreakers. Reach into the box. Reaching into the box. Melody, he's done that before. Now, do I read it or do you read it? Let's read it. Oh, Oh, I read it. Okay, Chris. (laughs) On a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? Uh, um, uh, Boy. I mean, I have a lot of nervous energy and I'm into some weird stuff. I mean, (laughs) is he ever? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not criminally weird, but. I, I would think people think I'm odd. Well, I told you what my husband said about you last night. Right. He what said, did he say? He said, well, tell Melody and Chris I, that I said hi and that I'm thinking of them. Uh, I really like He's them. such a sweet guy. Oh, my he goodness. Is. Your husband's a real gem. He's a nice person. And I said, oh, that's nice. I suppose you haven't really spent that much time with Chris. He said, no, but I think both of us are like, we're like cats. We could sit in the same room with one another and look at our phones. Because <laughs> cats are on their phones all the time. But you know it's how like cats a feline just like... sort of thing that they do, right? You know, two cats who don't know each other that well will just yeah. like sit and stare at each other. Yeah, that's how he thought of him and Chris in a room. <laughs> so fun. He's like, so maybe a I, seven. I could sit. No. Well, a what seven. about you? You Hang think a seven? A six? Hang on a sec, you Liz. Know? Liz, what's your number? Oh, Liz is. I mean, Chris is a six or seven, right? I think that I'm probably like. I'm probably around a six or seven too i would say i'm not like as kooky as sometimes i like to think i am you know we all like to think we're ready for anything and down for something crazy actually i'm not right. <laughs> i really just want to stay at home and watch a movie i don't think i'm weird enough to scare people off me neither me but neither. if people were like what do you do in your spare time i'd be like i quietly stare at invertebrates in a glass box and trade pretend money on the internet 
<laughs> which is really <laughs> weird. Yeah, uh, that's weird, definitely. You know, those are odd answers because most people are like, play video games, get high. Okay. <sighs> I hate those people. Well, Slash, <laughs> not the video games because that's all Jam does. Bro, bro culture or something? <laughs> bro culture, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're weird. I suppose some people might think that's weird, no, but then I would uh, think those people were weird for thinking that's yeah, weird. Like, I also like to just drink beer and go in a hot tub those are my other like so those are pretty that's not it's not weird at all that chris goes in the hot tub literally every day no that's not weird. <laughs> listen you're either a hot tub person or you're not i am i am not hot, a hot, or, tub not. hot or not hot or not what number are you mel i actually i find it really difficult to answer that because i didn't think i was that weird but like when chris's sister and i first met she definitely thought i was pretty weird um, so I guess really? it, it like depends on who I'm around. Like if I'm around Chris's sister, I'd yeah. say maybe I'm like a seven or eight. Right. I don't I, think in general you're that weird. Here's the thing. Yeah. Everyone is weird. Right. Oh, right. Just like how everyone's parents are fucked up and you learn it when you grow up. You're like, oh, everybody's a total fuck up. Everybody's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, like, the weird thing, because, like, what's the baseline, right? Like, what's not weird? Someone who is, like, a Stepford robot? Yeah. I don't know. See, that's weird, right? And is nerd nerd culture necessarily sort of intricately linked to weirdness? Because it's kind of cool to be a nerd now. It is kind of cool to be a nerd now. Well, I watch a lot of Star Trek. (laughs) Screw you. Melody. I'm not a fucking nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I also watch Star Trek. So, I don't know. I can't speak Klingon, though. (laughs) All I can say is, like, kapla. (laughs) (laughs) And I know exactly what you're talking about. What's the word for, like, an annoying person? Or, like, a bad person? Kind of like a bitch. Patak? Patak! (laughs) 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 Sorry. We just... I can talk about it for hours. (laughs) 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 Oh, the puns. So the time has come. Cha ching, cha ching. Let's talk about money. Crypto money. Is it even money? What? What is it? Chris. Chris, tell us what it is. What the fuck is cryptocurrency? (laughs) Nobody understands it and because it's called cryptocurrency, I feel like it's a secret that's and, kept only from me. And also, maybe Bitcoin yeah. is like synonymous with cryptocurrency. Maybe yes. if you could explain like okay. the difference between Bitcoin right. and cryptocurrency. Because Bitcoin is sure. one of the cryptocurrencies, yeah. correct? I think yep. it's Kleenex to tissue sort of deal, right? Yes. Well, the other tissues do different things. Oh, my God. <laughs> or can anyway. Yeah. Uh, cryptocurrency means encrypted currency, so... Okay, smarty pants, elaborate. (laughs) Encrypted, hey? Meaning, like, secured in some way against being either stolen or tampered with. That's interesting, because I, when I heard cryptocurrency, I was like, it's for the dark web. Sure. It's for black... some of it certainly is, yeah. Isn't that how it started out? No, it started out with a, a... just an idea for a totally natively digital currency rather than something backed by gold a, a country well most currencies aren't backed by gold anymore either what are they backed by nothing that's why that's why the world's if you, falling if you, apart if you ask me whether bitcoin is more real or less real than an 
than fiat, in other words, crypto or currency issued by com- you know countries, I would say that it isn't. They're both just ideas that people buy into, and we accept them as currency. Wait a second, you just said fiat like a car? Yeah, well, yeah, fiat currency is just like the euro, the Australian dollar. Fiat is a word that we're learning. Sure, yeah. fiat. Okay, fiat. It, fiat okay. currency would be a currency associated with a country that issues it. Ah, nothing to do with the car, a fiat. No. Well, okay. you could use fiat currency to buy a fiat car, but you could also use cryptocurrency maybe these days like to if, buy a fiat. If a trader got <laughs> got wrecked in crypto, he would need to put new fiat into Bitcoin. Whoa. Oh, because, he's, because he blew his account. And now he's fucked. He's got to buy more he Bitcoin. Buy more. He has to buy in more. Yeah. He's got to buy more cryptocurrency with, quote unquote, what we would call real money. Right. <laughs> Which, again, is no more real or less real than Bitcoin. <laughs> Don't blow my mind, Chris. I can, can't take it. Can giraffes us- are on the endangered species list. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you just, a giraffe? <laughs> it just makes me sad. Oh. Sorry oh. about the coughing. Sorry about the giraffe. The two of you, all you guys do is cough. Yep. Yeah. The more you cough, the more you get off. Uh-huh. Yeah, when we're doing it, we're just like, uh, 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 uh. it's really sexy time. <laughs> really sexy, sexy time. Your kids are plague mongers. <laughs> That's true. They Okay, anyway, but I digress. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Yeah. Just to like help us understand a little better. Can you give us like a mini origin story of Ooh, that's a great currency? idea. Like was Bitcoin the first cryptocurrency? Yeah. So in 2008... Yeah. Uh, a fairly unknown, well, someone whose real identity is not known, mm-hmm. named Satoshi Nakamoto, or that's what he called himself online. Okay. Created Bitcoin. Okay. A software program that can produce Bitcoins based on math. Um, in a, in a response to the global economic crisis. Okay. So he wanted a decentralized currency that was not tied to any one body or any government agency that could operate autonomously over the internet and not have any ties to any any country or anything like that so he created it yeah was it backed by fiat no at the time it was it's basically like okay we have to actually talk about what bitcoin is now before we okay 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 Okay. tell me tell me so a bunch of computers have this software on it the software it's just a ledger that says where all the Bitcoins are, and it's every transaction that's happened on the network. So you sent this Bitcoin over here, that Bitcoin went over there now, it's at this guy's house, now that guy has it on his computer, blah, 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 blah. There's like every computer that has a Bitcoin mining apparatus or the the, the software on it has a record of every single transaction that's ever happened on the Bitcoin network since 2008. Ever. Ever, yes. Completely on Earth. So that's that's how the network is secure, is because there are tens of millions of copies of this ledger that shows all these transactions, and they all have to be identical. If they're not, it means someone messed with one, and that one's invalid. So everybody's ledger is identical all the time. The ledger is, ident- uh, is updated every 10 minutes. And as miners... By the same people who started it? No, there's no, no one runs it. It runs, it's just this piece of software that's on all these different computers. And then it's, it gets basically, you can interact with the blockchain either by moving Bitcoin or by mining Bitcoin. And essentially what mining Bitcoin means is there's a bunch of people with really powerful computers trying to solve a math problem every 10 minutes. So there's this really complicated math problem. 
and they have to kind of compete to, to solve it. And whoever solves it first, I think, gets a reward, a block reward. They get 12 and a half Bitcoins right now. So that's how they mine it. That's how they mine is it. Is by updating the ledger. Yeah. By, by solving math problems. By solving math problems. Yeah. To update the ledger. And so each... Yeah, the nerd the, alert. Am I right? The miners produce <laughs> the miners produce something called a hash, which is basically like the all of that information that goes into each block, and then on top of that, each block, each little ten minute section of information that's happened in Bitcoin, is contained in the Bitcoin before it. So you can't change one block in the chain because. All of that information from the previous block is now in this block. And if they don't match, again, you're now considered moot. You don't, you're, you're not, you're not valid because you don't match the previous little 10 minute section of data. So that's how people are kind of checked. That's how things are checked. You have to match right. everything before. And then when you mine Bitcoin or when your computer successfully mines Bitcoin, yeah. your computer gets to keep it. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's usually done in sort of groups. Like they'll be, they're like mining pools where people can kind of combine all their computer power together to form a team. And then that gets distributed through the team instead of just one computer. But what do we do when Bitcoin becomes sentient? <laughs> well, the code doesn't change very much. That the, I think they can, depending on who you are and, and, and how much access to the code you have, miners and stuff, they can make really minor changes to how things are sent, but they can't change it on that level. Huh. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. So what happens? You've, you've mined some Bitcoin. Yeah. You've got a little, I don't know, folder on your computer or right. something yep. that says you've got Bitcoin. You have a wallet. You have a wallet. A, a basically like a piece of software that says that you own this number of bitcoin seven and, bitcoins and or something it's in this location on your computer right how do you make that into fiat cash or like the cash we use to buy things well i mean on, on a really simple level you could literally let's say you have this software wallet program let's say on your phone because you can have one of these wallets on your phone and they have an address so each bitcoin has its own address a wallet can have its own address as well i not really clear on the def difference but let's say you went up to a guy on the street let's say i went up to you and i said Liz, you have download a Bitcoin wallet on your phone. And you did. You, beep, went, beep, you beep. Would literally go in the app store and download a wallet. And I said, hand me 5,000 Canadian dollars and I will send you this Bitcoin. And is that then, how much one Bitcoin is right now? Uh, it's seven dollars seven, $7,500, $8,000. <laughs> Holy mother fucker. Yeah. So fifty two fifty USD right now. I'd like to put it out there that um, if anyone's interested in supporting us via, via Bitcoin, Bitcoin, please just send them along. <laughs> but we can figure that shit out. I've got Chris I, on my I can, team. Yeah, I can put the address. We yeah. accept, now accepting Bitcoin. Now accepting Bitcoin. Yeah. But no partial Bitcoins. Right. We need a full Bitcoin at a time. We need two bitcoins a month so if i wanted to move yeah. if i wanted to to sell one bitcoin i could sell it to you as long as you have a wallet we could do it right here but if i wanted to sell a lot <laughs> That's of what it she said <laughs> <laughs> no wanted, we can't because i don't have 7500 yeah. canadian dollars if i wanted to sell a lot of it there are basically like exchanges that are similar to a uh stock exchange where you can just sell to fiat and then the exchange has money that it can cash you out and send you a check or or an electronic transfer of funds. Whoa. Okay, so this is my first movie reference of the episode, and that's all I do. Yeah. Did you guys see <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises with Bane? 
the Christopher Nolan, the third in the trilogy. And it's when Bane robs the stock exchange. Right. And he's like an anarchist. And I love it. And this, one of the guys in the stock exchange says, there's no money here for you to steal. And then Bane says, then why are you people here? <laughs> and that's what this makes me think of. Right. Cause, and then he just basically like destroys global markets with the software program. And then Batman. Oh. I have to mention Batman. that I have to mention that even though it all sounds extremely secure, there's a human element that of Bane course could still steal it. <laughs> no, well, there's a human element that makes it stealable. If someone has your password, then you're fucked. Your Bitcoin's gone. And that's how this stuff gets stolen is someone has a file on a computer somewhere, not encrypted, just a text file or something, and it's got their password on it. This happened to uh, the Cryptopia exchange in New Zealand not long ago, <gasps> where a young man stole, I don't know, a few million dollars worth of a cryptocurrency called Ethereum because their, their uh, keys were just available somewhere on their network. Oh, oh. no. But... I mean, that, but then does it, he like go to jail? I don't know that they caught him. It's pretty hard to catch somebody. You can you could do that kind of thing from a library. But even though it's or, all in a ledger, well, that yeah, well, okay. So the ledger doesn't have your name on it. It just has a digital address, but like an IP you, address. Yeah, well, not an IP address, but it just has like I could open a wallet on my phone, right? And it wouldn't have my name associated. It would just be a number. So if I used a um a service that hid my IP, then you would never know you were sending money to me. Oh my God. Right. And then there are also now one of the more, let's say active parts of the sector are the, what you call security tokens or coins where you have coins that are specifically designed to be sent to someone where the records are completely scrambled as soon as the transaction's over. So it, the, the the blockchain is designed specifically not to keep track of where the money came from or where it went. Oh, so it's totally foundation-free kind of. Right. And that stuff is used usually for the dark web. <laughs> okay. So when I heard about the dark web, yeah. can I just interject here? Yeah. I heard about it a couple of years ago because one of my friends was trying to buy mushrooms on it. Right. It blew my mind. I had no idea it existed. The idea that there was like an internet that I didn't have access to. Yeah, like how do I get on that? It is web? weird. I've I'm, I, I maybe I want some mushrooms. I, I don't was, know. But I was also, a it sells. Guy, you know, they sell I people. Yeah, they. It's, it's pretty dark. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I've I've never been on. I know you, you use something called a Tor browser. Oh yeah, that's like I had Ola Unblocker on my computer so that I could watch American Netflix. Right. And then my friend Derek told me that I should immediately remove it because then my computer became a node. Oh. And that people could be passing. Using through your computer? through my computer, wow. and that it could be like child pornography or yeah, something. So easily, then I was yeah. like, I am going to sacrifice my ability to watch American Netflix right now. Yeah, so I've never been on it because I'm like, this seems like a terrifying part of the it's digital a, landscape, it's, it's and I drugs, just don't. Also I don't need to uh, oh. access this in any way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just joking, though. I don't. No, no. But like at first, it wasn't just the human trafficking aspect that was horrifying, but it was just the. Wait, there's a whole internet that I don't have access yeah. to? Doesn't isn't that not how the internet works? What you I don't know? understand about it is apparently there's no you can't link between websites. Like there's no linking. So there's no and there's no search engine. So you have to like know the exact address. You have to know the exact URL. Of where you're going, yeah. That makes sense. Uh so I don't know how they pass information. I guess through maybe for chat. I don't know. I don't I have no idea how huh. it works. Okay, you've mentioned blockchain a couple yeah. of times. Mm -hmm. Can you just say what that is? Cause... That's that's just the series of little uh, data points that are produced every 10 minutes that the miners make. So that's just each little segment of data. And they chain together, like I said, because each block has part of the 
previous block right. in it, and so it becomes a chain, okay. sort of unbreakable, so that even if you were to, let's say, have enough computational power to take over the Bitcoin network, you could really only edit the last block and nothing before that. My computer could totally do that. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a quantum computer? Because if you No, do... but I use it to edit photos, <laughs> and so that must mean it's pretty tough. Just as a disclaimer as well, although I... I know a lot about Bitcoin. I know more about the economy of Bitcoin rather than the actual mechanics. So what I've described is a really, really sort of dumbed down version of, of that's what, that's we, what need. we need. Yeah. <laughs> We're dummies. Hashtag dummies. Right. <laughs> Speak to our level. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So I have a question about, so that's just Bitcoin. Yeah. And then you just mentioned that some Ethereum right, okay. was so, stolen. What about other cryptocurrencies? Yeah, What's they, the deal with them? Well, so like I mentioned, the security ones where they scramble the transactions. And then there's ones like Ethereum that are basically like um, contractual. So they're set up to work on if statements when when certain conditions are met, then things are sent. If this, then that? Yeah. So instead of just being sent to you know, this money, you could say have um, money sent to an account every time the balance went to zero. And you could have it do it automatically. I would like that so on just, my bank account. Yeah. <laughs> your, you know, your kid's in college and every time their account hits zero, you send them an ether and that's like 200 bucks and they get 200 bucks. Amazing. I with would a, constantly transfer money so, out of my account. Know, then yeah. you, you might say, well, you could do that with your bank account. And I would say, yeah, but then the money would be in a bank. And the idea is to basically eliminate the middleman. I do kind of like that, like, kind of anarchist, let's get rid of centralized banking right. sort of deal. And that's because I watched Fight Club when I was a teenager and I really believed. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> there's tons of these things where it's like really things you wouldn't think of, like because it's completely secure and you can't hack the the sort of network behind it, then it makes it really ideal for like um, things like medical records. If you had that in a blockchain, right? No one can, right. no, unless you have the key, no one can change the record and no one can look at it. And so you can't, you can't hack it. It would take you, you know, months and months of unbelievable computing power to enter into any of these records. And there's ones like Metablock, Medex that are looking and like ones that are, they'll even be like sector dependent. Like there's someone targeting dental records that just wants a coin that's just for dental records. Huh. But it's a coin well it's a token like there are these little sets of you have to have like individual little things that you can sort of send so you know let's say it's my dental record and i own the token but i'm going to a new dentist and yeah. i just send my token to the dentist and then they have my dental record huh so you're using the currency as a way to encrypt information yeah your own personal information oh this is, oh, crazy. This is so mind-blowing to me yeah so I think one of our questions was, how is this good for anybody? I mean, that seems totally reasonable. But I also think that there, because it protects things, I also think there's this interesting kind of anti-establishment yeah. Yeah, that's thread the, running through the whole thing, obviously. Most of the people who are involved are interested in some degree of independence uh, financially from what's set up, because it's set up to pretty well keep people poor. Our current system. Right. Our current yeah. fiat system. Right, correct. So, okay. You had talked, well, I mean, you, you talk to me about bit, uh, cryptocurrency all the time, yeah. and some of it I hear, some of it just goes in one ear and out the other, because <laughs> I don't understand it. Yeah. But um, I remember you talking at one point about, like, 
I think it was like Korean banks were looking at adopting the technology for their banking or, mm-hmm. or, or, and then, you know, entire countries will like ban cryptocurrency. Right. China specifically. China tends banned. to ban it on a regular basis and then unban it. Really? Yeah. So like are banks going to adopt it? Is that a good thing if banks and well, credit card companies start using cryptocurrency? Yeah. So the, the technology that underlies it is good enough that like JP Morgan just created JP Morgan coin for internal, uh, internal money transfers. And then I think South Korea and Japan were ahead tr- of the game as usual. We're trialing, um, Basically, international money transfers back and forth between their two countries using, I think, Ripple, which is a ver- which is like a uh, like a Bitcoin, but uh, thousands of times faster. So instead of it taking ten minutes to transfer any like any, you could send someone point zero 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 one Bitcoin. It's still going to take ten or twenty minutes for them to get it. Okay, um, you know, which is like whatever dollar of Bitcoin. <laughs> but if you send somebody Ripple, they could have it in a fraction of a second. Oh, okay. So. You could send, like, if you're in Brazil, let's say your dad, your, your dad and, and your, you know, when they had that issue when they were in South America. Yeah. If they'd sent it to, to, if Ripple was around at that time, you know, and they'd sent it to, to me on Ripple, then I could have sent it back to right. them when they were in Canada within a fraction of a second. My, uh, stepmother and father lived in Nicaragua and had, no, it was in Panama that they had this house that yeah. they sold. And then they, the bank was like holding their money captive and and they kept like going to the bank in Perth. They went into the bank in Panama a bunch of times and they kept being like, Oh, paperwork's underway. But I mean, there's a lot of crooked shit going on down there. So they were, they were trying to keep their money far as I'm concerned. They were like like, non-responsive to the Canadian bank forever bank. So they were having to take their, what is it? HBC card. Is that the American bank? The Hudson's Bay Company. That's no, it, right? No. <laughs> the um, uh, whatever Bank HSBC? of Hong- yeah, Bank of Hong Kong. That one, the big one. Well, anyway, whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about, but they they had an American dollar bank account, so they had to take their card to a Canadian debit machine once a day and take out the maximum amount they could take, including whatever penalties for using an American card with their Canadian account. Like it was a whole thing. That's, it took them months. That's to how get they got their, their money, money yeah, from selling bit their by home bit by bit. Did they get it all? Eventually, but like how much money? Yeah, Yeah. like how much money did they lose in fees? Anyway, so Chris is saying if they had used cryptocurrency, they could have just. So it is, there are some good benefits. Yeah. You know what's interesting about financial stuff like this is when I lived in South Korea. It's like nothing. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) When I lived in South Korea a decade ago, actually 11 years ago, I had a bank card because I was getting paid in South Korean currency. And I, you know, my money would be put into my account once a month by my school that I worked for. And then I would go to the bank and send it home whenever I had enough. um, And I would wire transfer it back to Canada. And I remember I owed someone money. Like I owed and this is way before we could do interact email transfers. Yeah. Uh, which when I send them still take 20 minutes. Yeah, they take a while. Yeah. JMs take one second. Oh, I find they take like a half an hour. Mine take a half an hour. His take one second. It's like instantaneous. But um, you could go to a bank machine in South Korea. Like everything just seemed more streamlined. Yeah. You just go to a bank machine, any bank machine, and then select another bank's button mm. and then put in your friend's account code and send the money at a bank machine right. oh wow because my friend i think i owed my korean friend money like for something and she's like we'll just do it here Probably and she booze. showed me and i was like what i booze i mean booze is so cheap there <laughs> right <laughs> 
yeah, it was really cool. And I was like, man, this country's so far ahead of us. Yeah. And, and so they're messing around with them cryptos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they also had these really adorable little... Um, I don't think that was crypto related. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Now, now oh, they are. Now, now they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. They also had these really adorable little plastic charms. I had a dolphin. Okay. Uh, that you would load up with subway money, and I would, and you could just bloop it against the thing and put money in, and then you'd load up your little dolphin. And then every time I got on the subway, I just like blooped my little dolphin against a, a reader, and it would take the fare like, off. Cute little subway token. Yeah, and I hung it on the end of my phone. Everybody did. It was like a little like cell a phone, little phone charm. Cell phone charm with subway left, money, in and it? I would go boop. Oh! Yeah, and I was like, these people really know where it's at. <laughs> and in Toronto, we still use motherfucking tokens. Can well, I that just... was like, in when we were in, in London, like, getting on and off was like, tick. Yeah. Tick. Yeah, that's the way the TTC Bop should be. Card, yeah. And in Korea. Yes. They also eat a lot of bugs, right? Like fried worms <laughs> and stuff? Oh. No, I didn't. Yeah. Even... Oh. You told me that people would get these cups with these oh. like deep fried worms and walk no. around eating them with like little forks on the street. That wasn't deep fried worms. Those are steamed silkworm larvae. Oh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> never mind. It's totally different from eating bugs. <laughs> it's still a bug, but uh, I never ate them because I couldn't handle the smell. Uh, what it's, it smell like? It's just gross and foreign to me. Yeah. Although I ate a ton of Korean food and I, and I love Korean food. Just this one particular delicacy was not something that i could handle yeah no thanks no thank you Mm-mm. no bueno i guess i bring that up just to say like they are sort of the wave of the future i mean people are starting to put cricket powder and stuff in they, north america they and they sell cricket powder at loblaws and i saw a guy standing at the display a few weeks ago and he was Did he put laughing it in his, his cart he was laughing hysterically he yeah. was taking pictures of it and right. i said are you gonna buy some and he was like of course not <laughs> I said it's like buying flaxseed powder. Yeah, that that doesn't bother me as much. I still wouldn't bother with it. You say that now. You say that now, but when that's all we have to eat, that's what you'll be eating. We'll still have eggs. (laughs) We will have eggs. (laughs) You'll have eggs. Others may not. Well, you know what we could do? We could raise the bugs for the chickens to eat the eggs. That would be better. I'll give the chickens the cricket powder and eat their delicious eggs. Mm, Your eggs are delicious. Thank you. It's true. So, anywho. <laughs> anywho, that went dark. Okay. Okay, so you touched on how it's mined. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still find that kind of confusing. There's mm-hmm. a program with a math problem, and then people with crazy strong computers mm-hmm. work their crazy strong computers sort out the math problem and then they get money. They get Bitcoin. Okay. And that math problem is updating the ledger. Yeah. Like it's like a circle. Yeah. The ledger needs to be updated for the bitcoin to be like relevant yeah so the miners basically run the entire network and their reward is bitcoin so it's like self self self-sustaining circles it incentivizes them to keep going and then the the it's not it's anti-inflationary bitcoin is for two reasons number one you can't just make bitcoin out of nothing there's only 21 million possible bitcoins um and then wait what there's only 21 million possible bitcoins which is why Every time the mining reward goes down, which there's a halvening event every two years, so I think two or three years. So the reward was originally 50 Bitcoin per block, and then it was 25, and now it's 12 and a half, and soon it'll be six and a quarter. So then it it makes the Bitcoin more valuable because you get less of it and less of it. That's why the... That's why Bitcoin, the value's gone up so much recently? Yeah, so it's there's a fixed number that can possibly exist 
and it becomes more difficult to mine over time. So wait, so in the world with Bitcoin, not <coughs> cryptocurrency, but just with Bitcoin, yeah. you can only have 21 million. Right, which is why if you guys are going to ask, should you buy Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. I mean, there don't, there's 10 billion people on the planet. If Bitcoin had any sort of adoption whatsoever, you can imagine that the value of Bitcoin would be well over a million dollars per Bitcoin if there's only 21 million of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're only $8,000 now, which is a bit high. <laughs> So how much was it worth when it first came out, when it was first invented? Oh, a fraction of a cent. You could, you could buy, you, like, in 2009, you could maybe buy a pizza with hundreds of them. Okay, so can I can I tell you a story? I'm going to yeah, tell you my story yeah, right now. Yeah. So one of Jam's friends, let's call him Lichard. <laughs> I thought we should call him Bitchard. Bitchard is also useful. <laughs> uh, he, at one point, yeah. this is a myth among Jam's circle of friends, right. well, slash just me that Jam told me, so I'd have to get the information directly from Bitchard, yeah. <laughs> that at one point he had a ton of Bitcoins. Right. A lot of people did. And he was he paid his rent once in sure, Bitcoin. Sure, yeah. And now he doesn't have any. Oh, dear. And it's really upsetting. I'm sure. I listened yeah. to, I think it was on a podcast, I I forget which podcast it might have been reply all but they're talking to a woman who was working as a reporter when bitcoin was like very young you yeah know? I heard and this she story like, and she did a sort of a deep dive into it well she got she thought she she's like you know like i got like 50 bitcoin or whatever and i only use 30 some of it so somewhere i have like 10 bitcoin 15 bitcoin <gasps> so she's got like 80 grand yeah well they did a deep dive and they eventually she'd lost her keys but they they actually did. I don't know that they got gained access to it, but they, but they figured it out, and she didn't really have. She only had like eighty dollars worth of Bitcoin yeah. in the end, uh, like half gotten, of a Bitcoin or something, like or point zero zero point, zero, yeah, some yeah. some fractional amount. Yeah, because at at the time of that interview, Bitcoin was worth over twenty thousand Canadian. So the top out there at twenty seventeen December high was. Nineteen thousand five hundred U.S. dollars. So that's, oh my god! So can you tell us why mm. is it so volatile? Like why is it going to twenty thousand dollars and now it's at eight? Yeah. What's up with that? Well, people like to trade it, and and you know the because any any market where there's a lot of hype and a lot of interest will be sort of like have crazy volatility like that. Um, that's really crazy. A ton of people just decided in twenty seventeen, wow, this thing is going crazy. Let's all buy this. And then, of course, you have all those people who bought this when it was $20. And they're basically, just in December 2017, they're now multimillionaires. So it's time to cash out. And so they, you know, those people start taking profit. And then people who bought, <laughs> you know, start taking profit because the price is going down. More people take profit, take profit, take profit, take profit until you're back down to 3000 US Right, because the market gets flooded with them because people cash them in and then their worth goes down. Yeah. I see. Basic supply and demand yeah. kind of and then, you know, De like Beers diamond shit. The other, you know, the bear markets are complicated, but let's say you bought it when it was... Um, bear markets? Like a... Like Pardon? A, a, a market where, where the price of something's going down. Okay. So let's say you were sort of early and you bought it when it was $5,000, right? Because um, you had $5,000 to spend. Yeah. You, on you Bitcoin. bought it, you bought it in, uh, in November or October of 2017 before it went up by a whole bunch more. Um, once the price gets back down to your buy in, you're probably going to sell, right? Because you don't want to lose money. Right. And you didn't sell when it was higher because maybe you're inexperienced. And you were hoping whatever. it was going to go higher or you something. Thought, yeah, everybody was super euphoric. There was 
you know, people losing their fucking minds. <laughs> you didn't sell. I'm one of those people. Uh, and you're, you know, you're now you're terrified that you're going to lose money. And so that exacerbates the selling, you know, that, that results in this sort of like wicking down to a really low price and then a quick rally back to sort of the average price. So Chris, yeah, Melody, I don't know. Well, you probably know about this stuff. I don't know. Personal finances. Mm -hmm. How many Bitcoin do you have? I have half a Bitcoin. Yeah. So I was going to say. Did you sell and make lots of money? No. Oh. No. He's gonna. He's gonna make us rich. <laughs> I wasn't, I, you know, again, like, right? totally inexperienced with any sort of investment or anything like that. Had never had anything that I owned go 10 times in value in, right. a, in a two month period. All, all you know is that on paper, you have this thing that's worth $25,000 or whatever. Right. Yeah. So you're just gonna hang on to it? Yep, for now. Yep. And you can buy fractions of bitcoins, yeah. right? Like yeah, you, you don't can, have to buy yeah, one so bitcoin at a time. <laughs> bitcoins are broken down into satoshis. Uh, so or, that's the real sats. coin. Like the bitcoin is the bill. Well, a satoshi is just like one millionth of a bitcoin. One millionth of a bitcoin. This feels like it's getting a bit ridiculous. I Every time someone says bitcoin... All I can think of is your super- eyes glaze over and you like fall asleep. <laughs> no, it's Super Mario Brothers. Oh, collecting what? coins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so crazy to me yeah again i asked my question but what do we do when it all becomes sentient (laughs) it won't it can't i don't know about that (laughs) you don't know chris you don't know it's true you don't what was that movie that you were watching the other day with that weirdo alien that that at the end jumped up in the air and was like i feel alive short circuit yeah bitcoin (laughs) short circuit like from the 80s not gonna do that it's on netflix right now (laughs) is it really (laughs) number five is alive and ali sheedy's in it Allie, yeah. and she's like in the bathtub. Yeah. What's and there's that, that guy who does brown face the entire movie. What? He's a white man with blue eyes. He wears brown contacts and tans. The, the Indian character is a white guy. Oh my God. Yeah. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I have not seen that movie since I was a kid. I just remember number five is alive. Well, literally. So at, at the sequel, at the end, the robot somehow launches itself up in the air and then they like freeze frame and he says i'm i feel so alive or something like that it jumps in the air <laughs> ah the 80s future bitcoin ridiculous well that's um, i feel half hopeful half horrified that's how i like it <laughs> do you think okay <laughs> so that's so keep, you that's you, where i keep melody mentally all the time she's just constantly like on edge i don't know what's gonna happen i never know what to expect it's what keeps me alive yeah. <laughs> um are you of the camp yeah that believes that we should like here's my question yeah do you do you see a future for cryptocurrency like do you think what's your like projection what yeah. do you see happening i think uh that probably it will be worth a lot of money and that people use it as a digital store of currency yeah like digital gold so you think everyone will be using it one day 
Uh, I don't know that everyone will be using it. I don't. Oh, here's what I don't think. Like, do you see a lot of corporations <clears throat> and big companies and like people that are important in controlling our money? Basically, I don't. I don't think that the general population will perceive the difference, but I think that the financial system will be underpinned by it. Like, in other right. words, you're still going to just tap a card. Yeah. And you might still call things a dollar or this or that, but it will be underpinned by some digital right. cryptocurrency. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now you can't really, it, it's too complicated for average people to use cryptocurrency to make payments. Right. Without some third party. No shit. Without some third party <laughs> like doing something, which there is, I think there are several credit card companies that have uh, basically are incorporating cryptocurrency so you can just make a transaction and then it uses cryptocurrency just in the background. See, when you when I hear shit like that, I'm like, we're definitely going to be rich. But then then you're like, I don't know, maybe we won't be. And I'm like, Chris, I'm counting on you. Please make us rich, Chris. Well, every time Bitcoin goes through one of these cycles, and it does a lot, where it loses 90% of its value, people say, oh, it's going to be dead. And then it comes back and it's worth thousands of times more than it was before. So yeah. it's done it like five times already. Yeah. How about... We all aim for a utopia society, right. like in Star Trek, right. where nobody needs money. Right. But then strangely, every once in a while, the storyline is dependent on, <laughs> on money. money. Yeah, <laughs> Gold pl- press latinum or Gold. Pr- priceless artifacts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's priceless. But wait, isn't everything now? Yeah. Yeah, they don't have money in Star Trek? They they it's, say that they don't, but then weirdly they kind of abandon that idea ba- for a few plot lines here. Yeah, like, like okay, definitely okay. it's like very thinly veiled racism. Like the Ferengi are obsessed with money. Those yes, are, yes, yes. Yeah. The Ferengi, yeah. I know them. And there was like six <laughs> bars of gold ple- pressed latinum human. They've got some crazy style, those Ferengis. Oh, yeah. Weird outfits. With the little gray jumpsuits. Well, well, like a lot of weird, puffy, um, shoulder paddy rough things, you know? Yeah, colorful. Yeah. 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 Like ornate brocade. I think they're sort of patterns. supposed to be like traders. Like, so, you you know, like if you look at maybe what medieval traders look like, they probably were quite ornate. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. I mean, I hope so. JM, JM is just always like, man, they're just really racist against the Ferengis. <laughs> He's always talking about that. He's like, I don't like it. Huh. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there's no money. Huh. They just replicate food in a replicator and eat it. Yeah. Like, that's utopia. Hmm. And then JM, every time someone in Star Trek says, man, I'm just really worried about my career, and JM will scream at the TV, why do you care about a career? You don't need money. <laughs> just go live somewhere and read books. <laughs> yeah, they do things for merit. Yes. Know. It's and like, like it's like, achievement. Bo- like a Boy Scout culture. I don't yes. know. Yes. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> and nobody gets drunk. No, and <laughs> nobody gets drunk. Yeah. That sounds like a dystopia to me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, have some of the synthahol. Why? Why? I want the you real thing. You want to do shots of synthahol? No. I mean, does synthahol get you drunk? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. That's the whole point. It just yeah. tastes whoopee. like alcohol. Give me some booze, girl. Whoopi, whoopi. I think whoopi usually. I like has your hat, like, by the whoopee way. Whoopi usually Whoop. has like a stock, stock of like real, real alcohol, real stuff. like under the bar if you ask for it. Yeah, but most people drink it. Oh, and she like slides it across. The- or sometimes, like someone will be like, like some whoop whoop. Um, Cardassian will be like, I've got some real Cardassian whiskey or yeah. ale, or and then it'll really like grow, put hair on your chest. Fact or fiction? <laughs> Cardassian. See original Cardassian. Okay, so I thought that is I was there the a first. Link? 
I thought that I was the first person to make that connection. Yeah. And I thought I was a genius. You and are, then I Googled obviously. Kardashians, Kardashians, <laughs> and people have already made art that's like Kim Kardashian, like Kardashian, a bi- like a big bootied Kardashian as a Kardashian. <laughs> and I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my question. My question now is for you, Liz. Okay. Do you feel like you understand Bitcoin? I feel like I, currency? I feel like I understand it better for sure. Um, okay, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, what's cryptocurrency? I would can say. You, can you summarize what Chris just said? Sneaky. This sneaky is a Mel, Sneaky. <laughs> I would say that cryptocurrency is essentially a computer program that has been created to capture value. And we arbitrarily assign worth to those things. And, and they're, but they're secure. And that we can use them to pay for things because people are starting to integrate the cryptocurrency wallets into their infrastructure, digital infrastructure. That's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. So I went to graduate school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Liz has the highest level of uh, education of all of us mm-hmm. at the table here. But I'm probably the dumbest. Except she's no. also the dropout. That's pretty I'm funny, isn't dropout. it? She's a dropout and it has a master's degree. Yep. I'm a doctor. No, I'm not. <laughs> My sister's a doctor. She got her doctorate and she sent out an email saying, feel free to call me doctor. I'm surprised Dr. As, as an adult how many doctors we know or like people with doctorates. Yeah. It's weird. That's because Dr. it's becoming like... House. Hey, Leslie. Yeah. You're That's listening. because it's becoming like the new undergraduate degree. Dr. Sarah Nelson. Dr. Sarah Nelson. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Sarah. Dr. Sarah Nelson. Dr. Sarah Starkweather. Dr. Sarah Starkweather. I know a bunch of PhDs. Give them a shout out. Who's your fave? Oh, don't say that. <laughs> How about this? I know a bunch of soon-to-be PhDs because okay. there are people who uh, right. I met in grad school who are still struggling away. Yeah, yeah. How will they pay for it all? With Crypto. Bitcoin? Oh, <laughs> nice bringing it back. <laughs> Thanks. Um, is there anything you want to add? Like any fun facts or anything we've missed, Chris? Yeah, well, okay, so okay. here's there's some really fun stuff on Twitter because people in crypto are really kind of into this all. So there is a huge community that calls itself Crypto Twitter. And uh, if you want to see some really fun stuff, like there are lots of scammers and charlatans and, uh, you know, interesting personalities, people who claim that they're Satoshi Nakamoto. Charlatans. Are you 100? It's <laughs> a great word. It's also uh, a people, pretty good band. You know, accusing other people of things, uh, lots of what you would call traitors, and then there are people who copy them, who they call LARPers. LARPers are people who pretend like they trade crypto, but they don't. Because they're live-action role-playing? Right. <laughs> uh, but they get called out all the time. There's, like, people who are... There's fucking, like... People who read fucking tarot cards to predict crypto, like, just... I love tarot cards. And they, tarot they'll, card have like, they'll have like 10,000 followers and they're like number readers or psychics. And shit. Like it's, <laughs> Numerology. It's kind of nuts how deep down in, in, in because it's so it's such a weird speculative space that kind of if you're 12 and you have a computer, you can start trading crypto. There's no barriers whatsoever. They don't ask you who you are specifically to go on an exchange you just put your crypto there and you have your own keys and you're good whoa i mean that's kind of cool i think in a lot of ways it's all kind of cool and exciting and then in other ways it seems insane i will tell you this there's a whole generation now of like literally people who started trading assets in the same way that you would trade stocks bonds whatever 
when they were fucking 11. Like, people who have near psychic abilities of of what uh, an asset is going to do price-wise based on the chart. So there will be a generation of extremely talented traders coming up that were basically born of this thing that they, you know, took 20 bucks from their allowance and bought something and then, you know, spent the amount of time that I spent on fish tanks. You know, when you're a teenager and you focus on a thing, you usually get really, really good at it because you have this unlimited time. I didn't do that. I okay. just watched TV. I got really focused on various things. And <laughs> you if you got do really that, good at it, though. you can get, you know, you get really, really good. <laughs> that you, got, is amazing. you got really good at TV, but there'll be, I'm still I th- so I think good at it. There'll probably be a generation of extraordinarily good traders, whether they stay in crypto yeah. or not. Is Can is, we adopt one of them? Are they, yeah, how still do we be get one? <laughs> <laughs> can we buy one on the dark web? <laughs> Basically, I think, cri- oh, God, you know, crypto has taken this Too thing that's far. usually really dull like looking at these charts and it makes it exciting because it's it happens at about a speed that's like 10 times faster like a stock will go up two or three percent crypto will go up 30 or 40 50 percent oh. so it makes it insanely it's like a roller coaster so it's very exciting yeah, yeah it's people very love exciting. that it's rush. extremely volatile oh it's my why god. people oh, oh my god <laughs> when our when our account went from like three grand to like twenty thousand dollars in you a lose seventeen day period, it was madness. Every day there was two or three thousand dollars more. Chris took us out it, to dinner. It was, and then you did. Me, then you we lost all of our money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris took us well, out for dinner, but he never sold the bitcoins. So yeah. Here's the thing: we're 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 still at the amount of money that we put in. Right, you haven't lost so any money. We haven't money. lost any money. Right, which is nice because I, you know, I I did make a number of trades to keep us from kind of going underwater at any time. So right. Jam and I have no investments. Just uh, putting it out there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I have one more c- crypto-related question yeah. for you, which is, you know, as someone who's been doing it for a while, I know you're like hesitant to actually call yourself an expert because we haven't made a killing, but you do understand it quite well. And you've read literal textbooks, watched a lot of videos, yeah, you've spent a lot of time learning. My, yeah, you're right. Now that that learning <laughs> that you're calling about crypto is not even about crypto. It's about, it's about the charts. It's about right? charting. Yeah. The charts, I know, like but the that predicting. helps you understand how to like predict. Sure. And- like I've, I've made, uh, you know, two trades in the cannabis sector this year that are both up over 50%. That's sweet. like, you know, and I saw good choice. Mal, this good catch. That. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. If I had more capital to play with, certainly it would be more interesting, but. You can play with my capital anytime. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. I turn it down all the time. Poor guy. (laughs) He's like, do I call her out on air or? Um, (laughs) No, my question is, you know, if people are listening and thinking, I I have like a few hundred dollars Mm -hmm. I could play around with. How would you suggest someone get into it? I would say probably... um, so hard to say but you can get into one of the less expensive cryptos without buying bitcoin and it feels a little bit more like you might own something there's can you like name them? yeah there's Some like the top the top three or four i would not buy ripple only because ripple unlike the others is not decentralized it's owned by a private corporation you could buy litecoin litecoin is like bitcoin but with much faster uh transfer speed l-i-t-e and, and it's worth about 100 bucks canadian and it was worth four hundred, five hundred dollars not too long ago, and it was worth twenty two dollars friggin' uh, ninety days ago. Yeah. 
And what were the other ones, real quick? Ethereum. You could buy if you want to buy an Ethereum. It'll pro- I would think Ethereum would be worth five five thousand bucks in a few years. I would buy that one because the name's cool. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like somewhere I want to go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. like Elysium. In space. <laughs> There's a movie called Elysium about space. Yeah. But didn't that all go sour, super sour at the end? Matt Damon ruined it. Fucker. Jodie Foster built a palace in the sky and it didn't work out. Anyway. Yep. Bummer. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, so Litecoin, Ethereum, any other ones that people should be? I mean, there's there's a bajillion of them, yeah. but they're all so speculative. If you have, unless you want to take a really deep dive into what you're into this space, you really have to stick to what they call the majors. So okay. there's, there's, you know, the top five or whatever is Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple, I think like Monero or something. I've never bought that before, but there's only, you know, there's half a dozen that are. And you have to get yourself a wallet. No, you can just if you want if you don't want to have a wallet, you can keep your coins on an exchange. It's a little more risky. But Cuz if they're in your wallet, they're on your computer and that's where it is. That's right. You own oh. them and you own the private keys. And if they're on an exchange, they're on the exchange's wallet and the exchange's private keys, but you have your own like secured login for that, which right. You'll have I don't know if you've ever used the like uh authenticator codes that like change every 60 seconds. No. So on like there's <laughs> no. there's basically a password that I have, right? Which doesn't change. But then there's a number that I have to have that my phone generates randomly every sixty seconds. And only my phone generates the right codes and the the exchange has that information. It can match those two codes. So I have a new password every sixty seconds that huh. no one else can have. So question yeah. having your cryptocurrency on an exchange is like having regular cash in the bank and having your cryptocurrency in your wallet on your computer is like having your regular cash in your mattress that's true except that there's no uh there's no fees to keep it on the there's no fees to keep it in your mattress either it's true (laughs) but there are fees keeping the bank if you have a uh, joint account with your retired dad then you don't have any fees either right (laughs) the only downside is that your dad knows when you only have two dollars like right now. <laughs> <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier, Liz could really use some Bitcoin for gas money. Um, we, just get in touch. We'll sort out the details. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Have you been listening to anything good lately? On the inter- podcasts or mm-hmm. music uh i've been listening to a lot of cranberries oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good Zombie. That's so fun. it always makes me think of liz because liz uh <laughs> for a long time had like 10 cds and like three of them were cranberries oh, that's correct we're roommates <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah i did not uh, oh what's uh, your what's your favorite song oh by the yeah i think um uh linger is great linger is like so good. I mean, I don't want to, you know, just pick the hits, but like, do you have to? Yeah. Do you have to let it linger? Uh, there's also I'm such a good singer. The, the, yeah, you are. the family song. Oh yeah, that's a great one. What's Man, R.I.P. Dolores O'Riordan. Ode, Ode, uh, Ode to my family. Ode to my family. I was, I was yeah. actually just singing uh, "Zombie," so that's not my favorite. But it is "Zombie" is good, but it's a uh, it's a little overplayed. Obviously. Yeah, it's a big one. But like, can you believe that Dolores O'Riordan is? 
dead? Yeah. Well, how did she die again? I think she was um, on a like, trip in India. <laughs> no, I think that she was over. I think it's this like classic overprescribed um, painkillers. Yeah. Painkillers oh, mixed with the sleep OD'd. medication, or and so she like accidentally. That. And yeah. the same kind of thing that happened to Heath Ledger. Like it's it seems like it's accidental, um, but just too many prescription drugs. Yeah. Shit, man. Yeah. It sucks because she was only, she was literally like 40, 47. Yeah. Like not. Not outside of her musical prime. For no, sure. and I think she like even put on social media because like, like she married a Canadian. She then divorced him, but um, she lived outside of Peterborough for years. And really? Her kids, oh yeah, her kids oh. went to Canadian. Like her kids are Canadian. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh yeah, so she's lived in Ontario because I went to go see them um, in concert a few years ago at the okay. docks. Yeah. And she said, "Oh, all my kids' teachers are here because like <laughs> she lives in Canada." Right. And uh, she had left him like a thing on social media, like on Instagram, that was like, "Oh, I'm excited to go home to Toronto and see my babies." Mm. Like she was, it wasn't like a suicide or something. Yeah. Like she, it was accidental. It's, uh, unfortunate. But that, and I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of last podcasts on the left as much as I can. That's a good pod. Oh, I've that listened to that one. That would be so intense. Eh? It's, it's like no, it's like I mean some I, dudes oh, who are like that's okay. you got like lo- loud and crazy, yeah. and they're all comedians. Right? It's a love it or hate it situation. There's really nothing in between. I'd say I am in between. I'm solidly in between. Okay. Yeah, I sometimes find it. It's just like a little too. I, I'm pretty Every, crass, all, but all it, because the, they, they're crass about like horrific yeah. things that happen to people. Sometimes I'm like. Uh, it's just a bit much for me, but yeah. I, I think I'm going to give that one a try again because I'd heard about it on My Favorite Murder. Okay. And then I listened to like half of one and I don't know why I turned it off. I don't remember. Yeah. I think I thought the beginning was boring because it was too much preamble. Yeah. I, and I we, didn't. They, I, hope I don't, don't know do very that. many women who like it. I can say that. I know several. Well, now I'm immediately like going to try and change your mind <laughs> yeah. and be like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so last podcast on the left. Yeah. Oh, oh, Cranberries. Oh, oh he's back on. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I wanted to tell you to check out the Flat Earth episode because I actually really enjoyed that. And with that one, they weren't talking, making fun of horrific crimes. They were making fun of Flat Earthers, which I could get on board with. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. It's not just about crimes. There's like a bunch of black magic stuff. Like they did a David Bowie black magic connection type episode. They do all kinds of paranormal stuff. Was it like how he used his black magic to get like 13 year olds to have sex with them? I or? Think that was did he do that? that? He, a lot of rock stars had sex with a lot of very teenagers. young. But wait, I love him. I know it's hard. And I this don't came I... out like not that long after he died. People yeah. were like, "Well, he was pretty shady in the seventies." But I think not that this excuses it. But I think it was like his period where all he his diet was like cocaine and green peppers and milk. I've heard that anecdote too, <laughs> where he when he, in the Ziggy Stardust years he was as wide as this headphone wire. Yeah, and he had some protein from the milk and green peppers. Why those two things? I don't know. And but, cocaine and cocaine. Yeah. Can you imagine the gas? Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine the internal he organ even, shutdown? He like, propel himself with the gas because he was so light. Yeah. Just like, why do you think he'd be gassy because of the green peppers? I just and the milk. It's a lot like, of milk and fiber, milk? and then just. Yeah. Cocaine, which is a laxative. Upset your stomach to do that much cocaine. (laughs) Oh yeah, man, just garbage. Ugh. Well, Melody, what are you listening to this week? Um, what am I listening to? I was really debating. I thought I should talk. I should say some sort of music because it's fun. You know, we Mm -hmm. could like put a little clipperoo on there, just a little (laughs) one. So, I think I think I know what I'm gonna say. Okay. Okay. So we're like solidly into spring here. By the time this airs, the weather is perfect. Okay. Right? 
And so the other day I was driving down country roads, listening to some like smooth early 90s hip hop, <laughs> specifically Diggable Planets. Oh, yeah. Do you know them? I remember you um, playing them a lot when we were young. I don't know that one. When we were young, because we're old crones. So old. <laughs> Rap is life where I'm from, where I'm from. A mod play where is he where I'm from, where I'm from. It be like run your coat black. Jupiter keeps a fat beats by the pack where I'm from. Nappy hair is like we be reading marks where I'm from. The kids be rocking clocks where I'm from. You turn around your cap, you talk over a beat. And dick some sounds booming out of Jeep where I'm from. Cocoon tied the youth, swing units hundred proof. You want some beef, they will cut you some where I'm from. The beats is infinite. Oh, this, this is, is like sunny. I don't know this, but this is right up my alley. In terms yeah, this is nice. This is very tribe called. Call, uh, tri- uh, don't you want to say tribe called red now? Yeah, I always do. Which yeah. is like tribe called Quest. <laughs> yeah. And Holly, I had this on, and she's like, "Can you put Ace of Base back on?" Because <laughs> oh yeah. So I finally brought two new CDs into the car because we've had the Ace of Base CD <laughs> in my car for like a year and a half. Right. Maybe more. Oh, it's yeah. like, did you watch How I Met Your Mother? No. Okay. Well, there's like a running gag in it that the only music that Ted plays in his car is I would walk 500 miles or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's a great song by The Pretenders. Yeah. Because there's like a tape stuck in the tape deck or whatever. And that's Ace of Base for us, except it's not stuck. We just literally listen to it all the time. And it, Holly knows all the words to like all that she wants. There's <laughs> another oh, bass. She's in the back know. being like, <laughs> for me because i ru- i unintentionally destroyed all of my cds by having them in the car like i dropped yeah, that'll happen i dropped them on the floor and yeah. then someone would get in and step on them so literally like every cd i had from the 90s has been physically destroyed and I had to throw it in the garbage mm. except for one who i won whole oh, live through this oh it's a good one and it's just in my cd player because i also don't have an aux uh input in my car because it's old Hmm. Yeah. So I can't listen to anything on my phone. Do you have a tape deck or just a CD? I deck? just a CD player. That's like you can't do anything with that. Nope. Do you, wait, do you have Bluetooth? No. Oh man. You know what I did? How I bought. You... you don't have Bluetooth. You don't have Bluetooth, Liz. What I, the fuck? I bought a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yeah. And I put it on the seat next to me. Okay. And that's how I okay. listen to podcasts. I uh, queued up Violet by Hold. Oh, for you. Put that on there. I was made of amethyst And all the stars are just like little fish You should learn when to go You should learn how to say no So good. Oh my god, so good. 
Hey, is it true what someone told me, and maybe it was Chris, what? that Courtney Love, it was someone who really hates Courtney Love. Killed Kurt Cobain? No. Oh, okay. But it was that, that, that she's like totally talentless and that oh. Billy Corgan wrote all of the whole songs. I don't know that. I, Someone told me that recently. I and feel I was like, like Courtney Love is talented. She's just messed up. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What have you been listening to? So mm. something that oh, is weird that? about me is okay. that my musical taste has been firmly untouched since the 1990s. So I don't really listen to music that much. Like I like music's not like I don't come home and put on music. So I don't really listen to that much music. Yeah. And a lot of people think that means I'm some sort of creepy joy kill. Mm-hmm. Kill joy. <laughs> <laughs> I kill joy. I always say that about you. Yeah miserable that's why i invited you to come on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) everyone hates her um so but and i usually listen to tons of podcasts and i do but the last few weeks this is a longer story so i finished my master's (laughs) in 2017 like 18 months ago and i had to read a lot of books that were hard to read and stuff to do that and in the last 18 months i haven't read anything like intellectual at all Right. And I've only been reading Stephen King novels because mm. I never read them before. Yeah. And pe- you know, it was kind of part of a lot of people's childhood, but it wasn't part of mine. I just didn't read them. Yeah. Uh, and so I've only been reading Stephen King novels and that's been fun. But recently I've been listening to them on audiobook mm. and that's been fucking badass. I love it because right. they're basically hot trash. Yeah. Like a lot of his stuff is creepy, but it's pulp. I tried so many times. I can't. There's these huge lead-ins that are like 80 pages long. Yeah. Where they're just introducing characters. I've never been able to get past it. Love it. I I, I get 60 pages in and I'm like, fuck this. I don't care who these people are anymore. Yeah. I don't care what happens to them. Every time I download an audiobook, it's like, you get your goddamn money's worth out of Stephen King. It's like 47 hours. Right. Oh, yeah. They're really <laughs> um, long books. And so I only read, I do audiobooks because I listen to podcasts and they're all fucking sponsored by Audible. So I'm like... All right, I'll do it too. Audible sponsor us. Um, <laughs> but I, but sometimes they're really awesome. Like I listened to, uh, I almost said Chloe, <laughs> the 1990s version, um, Carrie. Yeah. yeah. But it was narrated, it was read by Sissy Spacek, who was in the movie, which yeah. was really good. And then I listened to Pet Cemetery just the other week, and that was narrated by Michael C. Hall from Dexter, which nice. I never watched, but he was really good. Oh, yeah. Definitely the ones narrated by Stephen King are not as good because he's not an actor. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but the ones that are narrated by like a good actor are really, they're really fun. Lots of misogyny, lots of just institutional racism that Stephen King doesn't even probably realize he has. Right. And right. a lot of insane fat shaming. Okay. Whenever there's a fat person in a Stephen King book, he's like, they were so disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> and I'm like, hey! But you have to get past all three of those things, which are bad. It's like watching an old episode of Friends. You gotta realize oh, some of man. it's gonna make you cringe. Yeah. They're bad. <laughs> they are oh, really bad. Really not inappropriate. Yeah. Oh, same with Stephen King, especially yeah. like the older ones. It's like, whoa, 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 you can't say that, Mr. King. Um, but it just goes to show the fucked up world we live in that, you know, a white man can say whatever he wants and he has like a gazillion dollar empire. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying them, and I really love Pet Cemetery. I thought it was super fucked up and weird, yeah. and I can't wait to see the new movie that's coming that's coming out with John Lithgow. Cool. What's yeah. it called? Pet Cemetery. Oh, it's a new Pet Cemetery. <laughs> it's a new Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. is Eddie Furlong gonna be in it? Like, no, that was a, that was a weird uncle or something. That was Pet Cemetery Two. Oh, back way back when he was only in the second one. He was in the the sequel, which didn't even exist as a book. 
Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, he was such a, like, heartthrob back then. He's not a handsome man now. Ugh. Really not. Ugh. Isn't that so true of so many 80s heartthrobs, though? I never thought he was a heartthrob, in my opinion. I mean, I wasn't into him, but people were. Yeah, I remember that. Gross. Anywho. Sorry, Edward Furlong. Yeah. I only I liked mean, you in you Terminator 2. Support us on Patreon, Eddie. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm <laughs> and sure. we'll say you're handsome on air. <laughs> <laughs> I think the time has come to wrap this shit. Wrap up, it. Tie wrap it, it up, up with the bow. The bow. Uh, put a bird on it. <laughs> uh, so you can find the podcast at Teach Me Tiger Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. Also on Pinterest, if you're into that shit, it's actually pretty cool on the Pinterest. I got lots of cool stuff on there. Pinterest. Pinterest. What, what? At Teach Me Tiger Podcast. And our website is teachmetigerpodcast.ca. Chris, Christopher Chambers, mm. Mr. Brook Valley Produce, mm. Capital Aquarium. Mm. What do you want to plug? Anything? Either of those things? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brook Valley Produce still going, maybe slightly downsized due to the lack of profitability of a small farm. But yeah, you can you can find that on Facebook. Uh, we'll be at the Performance Market and Capital Aquarium as always. OttawaAquariums.ca for all your custom aquarium needs. I'm actually the only sponsor of this show. <laughs> well, I canceled well, the 800 number which you were paying oh, for. Perfect. So oh, good. I'm not a sponsor anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now you only owe me eighty dollars worth of advertising. <laughs> We'll just say we'll just say Brook Valley Produce like that's fine every episode. That's fine. And also you can manage nobody's, the Pinterest nobody's page. Nobody's paid me. Wink. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Elizabeth. So my Instagram is Lizos L I Z Z O U S E, and my website is Lizography dot com. L-I-Z-Z-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y dot com. For you Yankee Doodles, that's L-I-Z-Z. Oh, L-I-Z-Z, yeah. Weirdos. Anyway, that's <laughs> how you can find me. Melody, what about you? What, what do you, Where can we find you on the internet? <coughs> oh, pardon me. You can find me dying in a corner, coughing my lungs out. I'm like literally choking on my own lungs coming out of my face. Just kidding. I'm over at MelodyStarkWeather.ca. And you can find all my social media links there. I do portraits. Um, and one day I'll tattoo you, but not for a while. Probably not till my son goes to school. So like so. two years. <laughs> yeah. Stay invested, people. <laughs> um, There's a lot. To, the future holds a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tattoo you. I'm the new Sarah. Anywho. Thanks for coming down to the basement, Chris. Sure. Can I plug one more thing? Yeah, you Just bet. Crypto-wise, if... if- you're, you know, anyone out there listening wants to dip their toe and buy a Litecoin for 80 bucks or whatever, ShakePay, uh, S-H-A-K-E Pay is the Canadian sort of place to get crypto at this point. Oh, cool. Are they sponsoring you? Nope. Just thought I'd mention it if you want to wet your beak with some crypto there. Wet your beak? Yeah, wet your beak. Gross. <laughs> Just take a nibble. <laughs> I thought for sure you'd say get your dick wet. You That's wanna, exactly <laughs> what I thought too. If you want to dip the tip, I don't know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Yeah, Chris likes crypto because he's having sex with crypto. <laughs> yeah, sex coin. What's wrong with that? Sex coin. Sex coin. I have like $200 invested. So, yeah. Thanks for coming to the basement, Chris. Thanks, Thanks for Chris. having me in your musty gross room. Where I slept last night. Yeah, for real. Smells like Liz. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Hope that Chris enlightened you. Thanks. I'd love he, to come back he soon. He litecoined you. If you'd like to support the show... Please tell your friends about us. 
go on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. We'd also love it if you go over to patreon.com slash teach me tiger podcast where for as little as two dollars literally two dollars a month which is two dollars literally less than one coffee a month you could show us how you love us and help contribute to all the things that we pay out of pocket gas money gas money uh, everything. everything all of the costs that we pay for by ourselves you could just contribute two dollars a month and we'd love you forever even more than we already do mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you could give us more too mm-hmm, that'd be mm-hmm. great 20 bucks a month. We'll send you a hat, I think it says. Oh. Yeah. Everybody, you want a hat. Come on. You know you do. <laughs> and tell your friends. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And remember, it's, it's a, a jungle out there. there. Oh, I shouldn't have roared. Do it again. <laughs> Weak. <laughs> teach me, Tiger, how to tease you.